Hey there, what's going on? Jason Bay here. You're listening to Blissful Prospecting. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And this podcast is for reps and sales teams who love landing big meetings with their clients, but you know, hate it when they go to write an email or make a cold call and they're not really confident that what they're saying is going to get a response. So they end up wasting a bunch of time getting you know 1%, 2% response rate. So if that's you or ever happened to you, you're definitely in the right place. We're going to do something a little bit different today. So I got a solo episode coming for you. And what I wanted to talk about is how you can use a call uh, recording tool or a conversational analytics tool that's sometimes called. Some people are calling it revenue intelligence and you know, sort of everywhere in between. But what I want to share with you is a couple things. We're going to break down and talk about how you can use tools like this with your cold calls and then how you can use tools like this with your discovery or demo calls. And more importantly, I want to give you something actionable that you can use the tool, like help you implement in those calls. So uh, let's get in. So if you, if you uh, love tactical information, I'm going to get super tactical with you today. So on cold calls, one thing that I use a tool called Wingman for, Wingman does sponsor the podcast, but the reason why we connected is I was really looking for a tool that would help me with this that you know, I didn't have to sign up for 12 or 24 licenses with, you know, so I wanted something that wasn't only an enterprise uh, solution. And I also wanted something that was like super easy to use. And another thing that really stuck out to me about them when I was looking for, you know, a company uh, like theirs to partner up with is that they actually can give you live feedback during a sales call. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm going to talk about that in a second, but uh, wingman is the tool that I recommend. And this is coming out on black Friday and they have a black Friday special, uh, you can go to blissfulprospecting.com slash wingman, use the code JBay, J-B as in boy, A-Y, and you get 50% off your first six months. So blissfulprospecting.com slash wingman. So cold calls. So there's a couple things that we found in the data. Uh, I did a webinar with Shruti. She's the CEO of Wingman. And they've analyzed, uh, this is just a crazy number to me, it's around 224,000 calls in over 2 million minutes from October 2019 to October 2020. And what we wanted to find was like kind of what the trends were through COVID, what people were doing. And I was really curious, obviously, around cold calling and like what works and what doesn't work. So we found a couple of things. So one, using a permission-based opener actually increases your chances by around 30% of advancing to the next stage. So next stage is setting an appointment yeah, it could be you know setting a time to call back, like any sort of positive outcome from that call would be one of those two things. Your progress rate increases by 30% when you use some sort of permission-based opener. So Sandler calls these upfront contracts. But if you open up your cold call with this, hey Chris, Jason with Bullsful Prospecting. Hey, I know I probably caught you in the middle of something, but do you have about 30 seconds? I could tell you why I'm calling, and then you can let me know if you want to keep chatting. So some sort of acknowledgement. I probably caught you in the middle of something or, hey, I know you weren't expecting my call or, hey, this is a cold call. I call that empathizing, right? You're talking to what they're thinking. And then what you're going to do is give a specific amount of time. So I use 30 seconds. You could use 27 seconds. That's a connect and sell line. Uh, I, I like saying, hey, could I get a minute? You know, and you can let me know if you want to keep chatting. So then the last part of that is the permission-based element. So implement something like that and you're 30% more likely to get a positive outcome from your cold call. That's a really easy one. And with Wingman, what I use that for is to like listen, uh, and this is the second part, really listen to the prospect's tonality. 
One thing that's really hard in the moment when you're on a cold call is like paying super close attention to what the prospect is saying and then also their tone. Their tone says a lot more than what they're actually saying because if they say, ah, you know, I'm not really interested, that's a lot different than not interested, right? Those are two totally different ways to say not interested. There's also, eh, you know, we're taken care of versus, yeah, we're taken care of right? Those are two very different ways of saying the same thing. And if you don't tune into that, you're not really going to be um, able to handle the objection properly. So listen to the prospect's tone. When you listen back to the recordings of your calls, listen to how the prospect responds to what you are saying. And what it's going to help you do is the next time you make a cold call, the best advice I could possibly give you on a cold call is to really lean in and like try to be very in the moment and really listen to what the person's saying and think outside of the words that they're using. Listen to their tonality and really tune in to what they're saying and then pause like I did just there. Then you can respond. You'd be surprised what you'll pick up. But Wingman will help you kind of listen back or any recording tool really. Um, but I use Wingman to listen back so I can pick up those little things that I might have missed. Right, And this is something I do when I'm coaching reps as well. So that's part number two, really listen closely back to the prospect's tone. Part number three is what they also found is that um, there's about a 35% uh, increase in success rate if the prospect mentions a competitor on the cold call. So in other words, if you get objections that are, we're already using so-and-so, like that's actually a good thing. So anytime I hear that, I know that I'm reaching out to the right company because they're using, like they're already using a solution like ours, right? So they've already been sold on like, they have a problem, they've already invested in fixing it, et cetera. Now it's just a matter of like who. So we've got the what part taken care of, but it's now it's like, you know, who do we do this with? So that's actually a really good thing. So a way that you can handle this is, is one, you can use that tool to get, pick up patterns on like what competitors get mentioned. But if you're selling software, there's, actually software or services you can do this with, look on the review sites of your competitors. So I'll give you an example. I work at a company right now that um, sells like video communication software. So their competitors are, you know, like the WebExes of the world, the go-to meetings, the Zooms, et cetera. So one of the things that you can do is look on g2.com. So that's a review site for software. And you can see what people really like about the software. So the four and five-star reviews. And then you click at the one-star reviews and see what people really hate. So you could handle that objection, something like this. Um, oh, hey, yeah, I've definitely heard of that tool. Sounds like um, you guys are taken care of, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you're probably wondering, you know, why you would want to continue talking to me when I sell A solution and you already have B in place. Um, but I'm curious if you're, if you're open to sharing, one thing that I hear people say that they really love about that solution is A, B, and C. And one of the things I hear that they really, you know, just kind of hate about the solution is X, Y, and Z. What has your experience been? So if they mention competitors, I can use this tool, Wingman, to pick up on what those competitors are and get some quick trends on that. And I can also, you know, get practice, you know, making that a habit. So with Wingman, I can actually create cue cards. So if like something pops up in a call and they mention something, I can have it actually in the transcription, like make notes and stuff of that. But when you're mentioning and handling the competitor objection, like acknowledge that they're probably taken care of and they're probably wondering why they would want to continue talking to you and they're already taken care of. And then just mention what you see that people love and hate about it and then ask them what their thoughts are. 
So that's the ways that you can do it in cold calls. So listen to the prospect's tone, use a permission-based opener, and when they mention competitors, really lean in and dig into that. The three ways that you can use uh, a tool like Wingman in your disco calls and the way that I use it is one, Wingman actually, <laughs> this also surprises me. So in the 224,000 calls that they analyzed, they found out that talk to listen ratio um, had no correlation with the success rate of the call. So in other words, when you focus on how much you are talking versus the prospect is talking, they actually found that when it was 50-50, it didn't really matter. When it was like 70-30, you, the prospect, or 30-70, didn't really matter outside of the extremes. And essentially what they found is that instead of focusing on talk-to-listen ratio, which this tool will tell you, use that as a leading indicator for something else. Like that, like because the common advice that you'll get if you're talking too much is to ask more questions. And you can actually ask really shitty questions though. Not all questions are created equal. And if you ask stupid questions, that actually hurts you. So it's actually better to talk more if you have stupid questions <laughs> that you're asking. So don't focus so much on talk to listen ratio. Use it more as a leading indicator that, hey, if I'm talking more than the prospect and things aren't going well, let's dig into what the things are that I'm saying. That's the first part. So you can monitor talk to listen ratio, but use it as a leading indicator. The second part is there's two kind of qualification criteria that they find have a very high correlation with closing a deal. And it's the it's the area where people are most reluctant to dig in. One of them is decision makers and the other is budget. So with decision makers, what can happen sometimes in your disco calls, your intro calls, or your demo calls, depending on when your first interaction is with the prospect, is if we ask well, hey, who is the decision maker in this? Um, if we're not talking to the decision maker, that doesn't really make the person feel like they want to help you. You know, I actually dealt with this a lot in my uh, job previous to starting a company. I was a marketing director and I worked directly with one of the partners of the company. His name was Spencer. So, and he was, you know, one of the four people that owned the company. So, he was the quote unquote decision maker. I had to get his final approval, but he was going to most likely go with what I recommended, assuming that it was within our budget. And when people would ask me, Hey, Jason, are you the decision maker? A lot of the times I like when I first got this, I would just say, well, you know, I actually got to talk to you know my boss Spencer and all this. And then people would dig in. And they wouldn't want to talk to me anymore was the impression that I got. And it really made me not want to team up with them and help them. And what I started doing was just lying to people. I said, yeah, I'm the, I'm the only decision maker. So what you want to avoid is those two situations. You want to avoid something where the person feels almost like belittled and not important and, and doesn't feel like teaming up with you. And you also want to avoid a situation where they just lie to you. So instead of saying, hey, you know, who's the decision maker or are you the decision maker? Um, you could ask something like this. Um, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious and I'm asking uh, because uh, you know, I want to see who else might be affected by this, and who and who else would be in, involved, so that you know, if anything comes up, we can get the you know the people on board that you, know, you need um, with you to to get on board. And uh, typically, I find that there's kind of multiple people working on you know projects like this. Like, can you tell me a little bit more about your team and like anyone else that would like really care about what we're talking about today? So any variation of a question like that, like, hey, typically there's you know a lot of people that come together. I'm sure you're one of them you know, to kind of make decisions on, you know, if you guys want to, you know, follow through with something like this. And, you know, if it does get to that point, I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like, can you tell me a little bit more about your team and, you know, anything else that uh, might be helpful in terms of who this, you know, who might care about this or who this might affect. 
So that's a way you can dig in with decision makers without being so like blunt and direct in a way that's going to rub the person wrong. And then budget is another one where if you just ask someone like, what's your budget for tools? Most people don't like, they're not going to share their budget with you (laughs) or they may not have created a budget, but if they have thought about what they would like to spend, I, I would at least like to get a good idea. So here's another way that you can dig into budget. And again, if we dig into decision makers and budget, this doesn't happen like 90 plus percent of sales calls that they analyzed and the ones that they do this well, they have a much higher chance of closing because you're getting objections out early. So with the budget, what you can say is, um, hey, you know, I'm, I'm curious, uh, Chris, and you may not have thought about this yet, but a lot of times when people come to us, they already kind of have something in mind for, you know, the budget for a tool like this. Um, did you guys have something in mind or did you kind of need help maybe, you know, creating a budget for this? Like, what are your thoughts? And just let the person talk and let them know like you're asking because some people have something in mind they would like spend and sometimes they need help. So let them know that's a way that you can ask it. So that is it for today. So cold calls, user permission-based opener. When the person mentions competitors, it's okay. Like that's a good thing. Dig into it and really listen back to your call recordings to the prospects tone. Listen to how they respond to what you're saying. With your disco calls, remember, like talk to listen ratios, it's very overrated. It's a leading indicator for something else. And then really focus on digging into decision makers and budget. So I recommend, like I said, a tool called Wingman. You can check it out, blissfulprospecting.com slash wingman. They got a Black Friday special going today where you can get 50% off your first six months. It's it's a very affordable tool. It is my favorite um, in the space. And, and I use it every single week with my sales calls and with our clients. So check it out. And I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you.